Welcome to the Games and Junk Game Club Podcast. We are going to be talking about Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, but actually, first, I, I should probably introduce who the hell we are. Uh, first off, I'm Jason Ariel, usual host, and joining me today is Vanessa Cahill. Hello, Internet. <laughs> so, um, this is your first time on a game club with, with us, and basically a game club is we just play a game and talk about it. So, we're about, I'd say... I don't want to say a halfway point because I don't really know how far along we both are, but we're at about the ballpark of the same spot in uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. So I thought it'd be interesting to go ahead and talk about this and um, kind of given us a little, I guess, history as far as where we have, like where we started with the series. Um, I wanted to talk about that, like things we like about the series and kind of what has drawn us into Pokemon all these years. So Vanessa, why don't you, why don't you start out like where, what was your first Pokemon game and uh, which ones have you played? Which ones have you liked and not liked so much? Yeah, um, so starting with that, my first intro into Pokemon was actually the anime. So I became like crazy obsessed with the anime series. This is probably when I was in grade school. And so before I was ever actually into the games, I became a fan of the cartoon show and started collecting all that stuff. And then um, I really wish that I had been old enough to play the card game at that time because I had all the cards, but I don't even think I played the card game once, maybe. And then even after that, finally, I got Pokemon Red. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is like years later after I've been like, you know, I know everything about all the Pokemon, but I still haven't even played a single game yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you had like all of this knowledge, but like no real use for it effectively. Yeah, exactly. Like to me, it was just a cartoon show, right? Like I didn't even know that there was a game until much later on. Like oh, years, wow. it's, it's sad to admit, years later that I was like, oh, it's a video game. Okay, <laughs> let's get that. <laughs> Did you did you not have like a Game Boy growing up or? Um, I did have a Game Boy later on though. I don't know. Um, it was probably around. I probably got a Game Boy to play Pokemon. To be honest. Okay. Okay. Well, that that would we were, explain it. So. Yeah, we were more like um, you know, N sixty four or not N sixty four. I don't think that was out yet. Um, but like NES, we were more into like the console games at that point, like Super NES and NES games. Okay. Yeah, because I I I think it was on my Game Boy Pocket when that one came out yeah because i ended up buying pokemon red and blue so i could trade between myself to catch all 150 so isn't it sad that we don't have any friends because yeah. i did the same thing well <laughs> and the thing is is like i've said this multiple times on this podcast but you know i went to west mesa which you know and i know not the greatest of places to go to school in uh in, in this you know albuquerque um and I still think that playing Pokemon in broad daylight at that school is one of the bravest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, I would sit there at, on, you know, on lunch or in between classes and just playing on my Game Boy Pocket and playing Pokemon. So it's, yeah. <sighs> so that was, that was, that was about where I started. So yeah, about, oh, geez. So was it like around the 64 era when you got a, um, well, I guess that was about when Pokemon came out nearly, which is almost amazing to think about that a black and white game you know a black and white poke or a game boy game came out about the same time as or as uh, the 64 but was that about the era when you started playing pokemon yeah i would say so because at that time also with the um with the introduction of the n64 came more games like once the tv show started to pick up like right. hey you pikachu which was terrible and like pokemon <laughs> snap which i would still like i would love to get a copy of pokemon snap on my 3ds if it would, would ever exist i think it would be perfect <laughs> Uh, you know, I, that is one that I'm, I'm amazed they haven't really done anything with. It's not even on the Wii U Virtual Console. It's on the Wii Virtual Console, but not the Wii U one. That was like the best game in the world. I, you know, I'm, 
I'll admit something here on this, or, you know, that on Pokemon Snap was, um, I think I was living in Phoenix at the time, or maybe I was just visiting my brother, and he had it, or, no, I don't know if he had it, but, um, no, we knew about it, and we went to this, this you know, kind of mom-and-pop shop, and they had the Japanese version of it, and the, the American version was still a long ways from coming off, so, like, we, we bought Pokemon Snap and played through it in Japanese. That's awesome. <laughs> So, um, and actually my brother managed to force his way through Pokemon Yellow in Japanese somehow. I have no idea how he did that, but. It was a different world back then. Not so much dialogue. Yeah. Although like now, well, I mean, we'll get into that later. I mean, Sun and Moon's got some good things where you could like pretty much not pay attention to anything and just like follow the marker around, which was kind of helpful for that. But yeah, I mean, back then it's like, if you didn't know what to do you could get lost and i mean you know the internet isn't really it wasn't really what it is today so it was a little harder to track stuff down so um so anyway um what would you say is like your favorite pokemon game um if we're talking about all the pokemon games i really do have a very soft spot for pokemon snap i think it's just such a weird like weirdly clever different game mm-hmm. um and then as far as like games that are actually pokemon games yeah, like probably red po- red okay yeah so kind of, it's going to be the original, like, you know, the original one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you, how much of the, um, of like the, the generations after the first generation did you play? Um, let's see. I definitely played, um, the, I played Pokemon yellow. I played, um, what was it? Silver and gold and whatever the, the, the like the mix of those two were, I guess with those, um, or the, the legendaries in the, in there, those dog Pokemon. Oh, um, Oh sweet god! Like Cr- crystal. That's what his name's like. Yeah, crystal. That's it. Crystal. There we go. And then I think then I had a, a big gap until the one before Sun and, and Moon. Okay, so you played a uh, Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby. Um. Yes. Okay. So you skipped on Mix and Wild together, then, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. Um. You know, I'm kind of in a, about the same boat actually, but I skipped a lot. Like I, I was absolutely obsessed with the first generation of Pokemon. Um. I played. You know, I played through red, blue, and yellow, all three of them, and I skipped the whatever that next generation was, and I did not play any of the Game Boy Advance ones, and it wasn't, I, I dabbled a little bit in Pokemon Diamond and just kind of a little too slow for my taste and never oh, really yeah, Diamond touched it. And Pearl. I yep. had those, though, because that's when we were working at GameStop, I think, when those came out, maybe. Yep, yep that's exactly right. I think because I think after that black and white came out, I think I may have still been with them at that time, but I think you may have been gone by then. Yeah, I think I was gone. I definitely didn't play black and white. Yeah, I I have them. I mean, you know, just in my never ending quest of owning <laughs> stuff that I'll never get around to. It's like I have all of the DS ones. I've got uh, diamond, pearl, platinum, and then I've got uh yeah black white black white two and then heart gold and soul silver and i really haven't touched them so it's yeah but do you ever play pokemon puzzle league no i haven't actually that that's sort of one of those things like i really want to play that one that was also honestly one of my favorite non-pokemon pokemon games in the whole world too it's so much fun if you can get a copy of that you should pick it up was that uh the 64 that was 64 yeah okay and, you know, if I'm remembering right, like, that is actually, like, because between that and I th- think it was one of the, like, I think it was, like, a Kirby puzzle game for the Super Nintendo, um, 
like they're actually like different puzzle games in Japan. It's like a long running series, but they tacked on the license, um, you know, just for rec- mm-hmm. brand recognition, basically. So yeah, and I can see that. I've got um, a puzzle league for my regular DS, and it's like it's fun. It's the same gameplay, but I really like the like what you can do in Pokemon Puzzle League is that you can set up combos and you like attack your opponents. <laughs> And so having that branding actually did make a big difference to me, and it's so much fun. Okay. You know, I'll have to check that out one of these days. Maybe uh, <clears throat> maybe through uh, emulation means I'll check it out. Cause... It looks like it's available on the Wii, too, so maybe it was part of the virtual console. Okay. Maybe I'll check that out then. Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I mean, nah, Nintendo hasn't done the best job of curating a lot of this stuff, um, especially with the Wii U transition, um, you know. I mean, we had literally hundreds of titles on the Wii Virtual Console, and then it feels like there's maybe a hundred on the Wii U Virtual Console. So, mm-hmm. so it feels like we're missing out on a lot of that. So, and I mean, you can boot it up in Wii mode, but it's still not really. No. The same thing, so. um, and then really, I I I think what got me back into Pokemon was X and Y because X and Y like leans so heavily on the original 150 that. It mm. was sort of what made me want to get back into it. Um, and I... I can get on board with that. I, I, you know, I mean, granted, maybe going back to it after playing Sun and Moon might not be the like best experience. It's a, I want to say archaic, but there's definitely some quality of life stuff that uh, Sun and Moon has done that has kind of made X and Y feel a little dated at this point. But I, it's definitely a pretty fun game. And there's a lot of cool new Pokemon. It, and this is the one where it introduced fairy types and the... And the legendary for X, uh, Xerneas, uh, that thing was a like just like my wrecking ball in the post-game stuff. I mean, <laughs> a fairy is strong against dragon. And I mean, if you remember for like the original generation, like dragon was like the unbeatable thing. Like you could have like, I think, yeah. like a ghost, a dragon, and a psychic type. And I mean, you didn't need anything else. That Those three would just destroy just about everything. So yeah, having honestly, that... sometimes I still come up against a dragon Pokemon and it still like wrecks my life. Like, um, I, like we'll talk about this a little bit later, but that salamander Pokemon, I think it's got, it's like a poison fire Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and it has some dragon moves and that thing, those things like, like just wrecked my life this round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's, and that, that Xerneas thing is like, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's a legendary, so it's pretty beefy. And then it's got, um, the one I ended up getting through like a wonder trade pretty early, um, in X it actually had like moon blast, which I think is the strongest, uh, fairy type move. So, I mean, I, I've come across a dragon type and just throw that out there and just wreck it basically. So, mm-hmm. and then it had leech light or leech, yeah, leech life or no, um, leech horn. Oh, geez. What else? Uh, Giga Impact, which is a normal type move. And then um, Thunder, whatever the, like, the strongest like Thunderbolt is. I think it's Thunderbolt. But like, so, I mean, basically whatever came up or it came up against, it was almost guaranteed to be able to take it down. So it's like, oh, okay, this is a, yeah. So I kind of got attached to that. I'm a little bummed that I can't bring those Pokemon into S or uh, into Sun and Moon just yet. But anyway, um, so yeah, X and Y got me back into Pokemon pretty heavily. And um it wasn't until let's say maybe three months ago um i I sort of i don't know what happened i just went a little nuts and i decided i wanted to try to collect every pokemon in the games well that is the slogan (laughs) um you know i mean but it was easier when it was 151 of them we're at uh, well before sun and moon it was at 721 pokemon gosh um and just just on December first, I, I I I managed to 
well, December 1st was, I forget the name of that one, but it's like Melota or I don't know. Anyway, but the mystery gift for this month um, for Sun and Moon and uh, Alpha Sapphire, or not Sun and Moon, uh, XY and Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby is is a legendary that I needed and was the only Pokemon I needed. So now I have all 721 Pokemon in uh, in the Pokebank. So. Gosh. Yeah. I wish we... I wish you could be awarded a prize or something, but like only we care, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gore and I were kind of going, good job. <laughs> go, going back and forth with that. Like I, we were helping each other cause he was, he was playing, um, Omega Ruby more. So he was helping me get the stuff that I couldn't get in there. And then I had a copy of Alpha Sapphire that somebody had played through and gotten like just, or had finished it and just left all the like Pokemon that they had caught in there. So, I mean, I was like, Oh cool. I got a whole bunch of legendaries that I didn't otherwise have. And yeah. So then I started like kind of pilfering from the copies of like black and black and white two and everything that um, I had bought used at GameStop that um, people had left their Pokemon in there too. So I was just like, Oh cool. I'm getting a whole ton of these things without actually having to do much of the work. So it's kind of nice. Yep. That's pretty nice. <laughs> I remember I would actually check out Pokemon games. Um, or I would actually check out like diamond and pearl as it came in used to, kind of, you know, steal the Pokemon that, that were good in there and then bring it back the next day. Like, okay, here we go. It's like, didn't you, don't oh, you they were, have this? They were used anyway. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, you know, and we suffered at GameStop for barely over minimum wage. So I think we earned that, so. It's true. <laughs> this new one for sure i like because i didn't play a lot of the uh, the ones between some of the original ones and these newer ones like i'm really loving like the way they've redone like all the the graphical interface stuff um so you know it's a little more 3d looking i, I really don't love that little the pokedex talking oh the character Rotodex. guy yeah yeah I, I kind of i kind of hate rotodex I just want to look at the map, and sometimes he just wants to talk to me, and I'm like, no, Rotodex, give Go me away. the map. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Opinion not wanted nor needed. Go away. Yeah, but I am liking it, and it's been fun to kind of, you know, I, I've you know, got my heart kind of set on Kanto still, but it's been fun to, like, walk around Aloha and learn some of the new words. Like, I think that's where I was some of my, like, sad bias originally moving into the newer games was that, like, it's not Kanto, and it's not as familiar, and I was so attached to Kanto and all that but I'm getting over it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, um, and I, I don't know if it's maybe just because like it was when we started playing it, but I mean, I sort of have always had this like unnecessary attachment to the original 150. I mean, my team right now consists of, I think three or no, you know what it did up until like pretty, uh, up until I got the, uh, the second Island completed and I could use some, some of the stronger stuff I'd gotten. Um, like I was using, I have a, an Alakazam, a Magneton, and I had a Cedra, something else. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but anyway, um, 
yeah, like I, I, I've always had this like crutch of leaning on the original 150, and it's like there's so many other Pokemon in there. But I think the problem is that there's so many other Pokemon that it's like a little intimidating to try to go learn. It's hard, and then it's hard to like. Um, I'm getting better at like learning more about like combo Pokemon, like you know, com- the Pokemon that have more than one attribute, but more than one type. I still I, more than one type. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and so I still like. I don't know. I, I feel like I should be more open, but then I'm also very attached to like what I know best. Like I've got a Pikachu, even though it's like just a Pikachu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really like my Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a Nintendo 64 Pikachu, so. It's true. <laughs> I, can, I, I think we can let that little bit of uh, nostalgia. And I mean, you know, he is the face of Pokemon. So, I mean, he or she, whatever you want to say. Pikachu's the face of Pokemon. So, I think we can let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> I've also got a Growlithe that I really like. <laughs> okay. Well, now we're getting a little crazy here, Vanessa. So. I know. I know. Growlithe is not that super useful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, real quick, did you play Pokemon Go at all? or? Um, no, I didn't. Well, my sister did, which was surprising because she was never into Pokemon at all. And she kept on trying to get me to, to play it because it's with 150. And she's like, you'd be so good at this. I'm like, yeah, but do I really want to go outside? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm still playing it. It's, it's kind of, it's more at this point, like an app that I just open every day just to, because th- they added like experience bonuses for hitting a Pokestop every day and catching a Pokemon every day. So it's like, okay. Uh, it, but for the most part, it's kind of like, well, I've gotten what I can. And I don't know if I'll ever get any more than that. So I'm just waiting for like Gen 2 to get thrown in there. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, so let's let's go ahead and let's let's just barrel right into Sun and Moon talk, because I, I don't want to say there's a lot to talk about, but there's a lot to talk about, especially um, you jumping from, you know, the single effectively like the single screen Pokemon experience to, you know, the 3DS, the you know, I mean, so I mean, you skip the DS ones entirely, effectively. Mm-hmm. So yeah. coming coming into this, I mean, there's been a huge amount of quality of life improvements just since X and Y and uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. But I mean, coming from the Game Boy ones, it's like, geez, this, this must be like a whole different world for you. It's pretty different. I like it though. It's a neat world. Like I think, um, like this was a nice, easy way to get back into the series. I think because. Uh, I don't know. They've, they've made a lot of things easier for people. I think for trainers in general, like, um, being able to heal your Pokemon after a battle by grooming it. That's pretty nice. Yeah. You know, that's, it's, that was always sort of like one of those things. Like I hated like having to carry around like so many, like, you know, things that cured status effects and being able mm-hmm. to fix that poster, you know, like right after a battle, just by, by you know, petting your Pokemon is kind of great. So, um, let me ask you, are you petting the Pokemon after the game or after that too? Um, I'm not usually, well, uh, sometimes I'll groom them just for fun, but like if there's one that needs to be healed and I'm kind of like, okay, he's healed. And also the beans, I feel like some Pokemon don't like the beans that I give them and I don't know how to get around that. <laughs> They're, uh, it's, you know, when I, because they, they introduced that in Pokemon X, it was Pokemon Ami, I believe it's called. And if you like puffs, which were, they look like little like pastries and some Pokemon were more like they, they preferred others, you know, like some pastries to others. And it uh, you know, with the amount of Pokemon in there, it's a, it's a little hard to keep track of like who likes what and everything. But I don't know how much the affection stuff actually w- was useful in X and Y. But I found in uh, Sun and mm-hmm. Moon, like it actually does, it actually has some effects on the gameplay. Like um, if you've noticed when you th- um, like if you have one, its affection is kind of high for you. When you throw it out, it'll do like a little shake or whatever. Hmm. 
um, that means it's it, it likes you. And occasionally it will be able to brush off um, like something that would cause it or cause a status effect. Um, you know that um, I think it's the hidden ability um, sturdy where like if you a lot of like rock Pokemon have this, but if you hit it and it would wipe the Pokemon out, it'll leave it with one hit point basically. Oh yeah, um, that's nice. Some of um, occasionally that will happen too if the Pokemon has a high enough affection because basically like it says like it it doesn't want to let you down so it you know it continues to fight or whatever hmm. so it's kind of a useful thing but the i, I kind of stopped using it a little bit um well I, well here let's let's get into this like i i, I picked rowlet as my starter i did too <laughs> okay um when you pet rowlet he his favorite spot like they have like different spots that they like being rubbed a little bit more his favorite spot to be rubbed was his bow tie interesting so i was like okay this is adorable i so every chance i got i was like okay i'm gonna pet rowlet because it's just like oh he likes it don't <laughs> be rubbed how cute but that's yeah. so funny uh and you know i i, I like rowlet have you uh, have you gotten his second form yet i hate his second form uh, he looks so stupid yeah he, he looks like this kind of like wispy little like I don't want to say hipster kind of, but it's just like he does look like hipster. He has like an emo haircut. Yeah, and then if you and then when you pet him or um or you know heal him after a battle or whatever, he he does that kind of like like giggle sort of thing. Have you seen that? I don't. I don't think I can picture that. <laughs> he uh, he puts his like his wing up to his uh his mouth and kind of like like <laughs> it's oh it's not good. <laughs> So as soon as he evolved yeah. into that, I was like, I kind of regret not picking something else now. Um, his I, re I regret evolving him at all and just not letting him be a Rowlet forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually I'm going to breed um, breed another Rowlet, and I think I'm going to uh, just level. Eight. I mean, granted, yeah, they don't get the stat boost like they do, but I'll I'll, I'll probably just keep a Rowlet in my party because they're cute, or just you know whatever. It's <laughs> um, so what did what, what drew you to Rowlet? What made you kind of lean towards him as the uh, starter you picked? Um, it's actually kind of like, I'm not going to say an aversion to Poplio, but like normally I'd go for the water Pokemon, but then yeah. I was like, I don't really like how that seal looks. So I was, I was definitely judging a book by its cover here. Cause it's like, eh, I think I'll go with the, with the bird instead of the seal and the kitten, the little, the Litten was pretty cute too, but I, I don't think I've ever in my first run of a game started with a fire Pokemon before. Fire Pokemon tends to be the, um, like the hard mode, basically. Like if you start off with yeah. the Charmander in red, blue, and yellow, it oh, girl in red and blue anyway. Oh god, that's that is a uh, yeah. You're like into a one. hard time. <laughs> yeah, because like the first three or first two gyms, all like you basically need either a water type or a grass type to take take him down. It's like oh, this isn't this is not going to work. It's like Charmander tackle, Charmander tackle, Charmander tackle. Oh god, this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. And then here, I don't know if that would have been quite the same. And then in the past games, your your first rival is always stronger against you, which is new in this game because how or Hugh? How, how would you say his name? I think it's how. I think it's how. How? Yeah. yeah. How is like he has the weaker Pokemon to your your type. Yeah, that that was a weird kind of thing. Have you? It's a little ridiculous, I think. But have you seen this theory going around that you're you're playing as the rival, basically? 
A war the rival. Oh, what? Because, okay, so think about this. Like in every other game, Gary comes along, or we'll, like we'll you know we'll compare it to like uh, you know red, blue, and yellow. Like Gary comes, yeah. and he he always beats the gym before you. He's like you know he steamrolls everything ahead of you basically, and you're kind of doing the same with Hal right now. Like Hal is always like like a few steps behind you. Mm. So it's that's it's, true. He's super he, he's super chill though too. He's like I don't really care. I just want to play with pokemon and eat my my masala yeah eat my my curry <laughs> yeah. have you I, okay i made the mistake of checking like one tv and having to sit through like 35 seconds of a masala advertisement you should never do that yeah and occasionally like, i'll do that like well you know i'll, I'll kind of sit there and like in houses i'll tap a or like you know just buildings like i'm in this abandoned building right now and i accidentally was tapping a to like you know just see if there's any items on the floor or whatever as i'm walking through and i got in this loop of trying or of uh this masala advertisement on a tv like it was like twice i accidentally hit a i'm like oh god come on jason slow down oh god not again (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean i i kind of those are the sort of things like you wish you could press b and just get out of it or just walk away i forget like what games do that but like the games that like let you walk away mid-conversation is kind of nice. And I wish Pokemon would do that, especially with some of the more Especially stuff. this game, this this version of Pokemon, there's so much dialogue. Like, every time Lily shows up, I'm like, no. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to play anything for a while. Yeah, I don't want to talk to Lily. Or my DS once was, like, blinking because it needed to be turned off, but I'd just beaten, um, I think, the first, uh, like, the first trial, whoever mm. that guy was. And, um, and then like Lily shows up and I'm like, no, I need to save. Like, I need to save. I'm going, my, my, my DS is going to, to die. I need to save. <laughs> yeah. She's, I don't know. So outside of Lily and how can you name another character in this thing? Mm, Dr. No shirt. Okay. <laughs> See, What's his name? I, uh, I think it's kooky. Kuki, Kukui, Kukui. I don't know. Anyway, Kukui? Yeah. Kukui, maybe Whatever. we'll just talk. Let's just call him Dr. Kuki. Um, Dr. Kooky. Dr. Dr. Kooky, Kooky no shirt. <laughs> yep, Dr. Kooky no shirt. I like that. Um, the thing is, like, um, and, and I guess this is true with most Pokemon games. Like, I I don't care about this story. Like, it is just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I just want to catch Pokemon and battle them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I tr- I'm sort of trying to pay attention, but for the most part, it's like... I can't tap A fast enough to get through some of the story beats. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. So, um, okay. And uh, let's see, what was I going to say here? Um, oh, okay. How about, so, uh, have you, have you met, uh, what, what are your thoughts on team skull? <laughs> I think team skull is a little ridiculous. They're like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, I was listening to the Game Informer show, and they brought up a good point. Like, um, for the most part, outside of, like, Team Rocket, and it's only maybe because of the anime that we have an attachment to Team Rocket, but, I mean, like, any of the, you know, the bad guys or whatever, like, you never really remember any of them. Like, I, I don't even remember the name of the team from X and Y. Mm, so it's that's like, true. It's like, okay. I mean, at least these guys are kind of memorable just because of how ridiculous they are. Yeah, and they do know that they're ridiculous. I feel I feel like they acknowledge that they're like absurd. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're basically they're just a bunch of white kids who are really into hip hop. So it's like, 
Okay. <laughs> oh, Pokemon for the world it's become. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, so, uh, did you play the demo by chance? No, I didn't. Um, I would suggest getting the demo just because, and playing through it because you get a, you probably don't even know what this Pokemon is, but it's a, it's a Greninja, which is the third. Oh, that's like a, I've seen that. He's like a salamandery gecko type thing. Ninja Pokemon, right? Uh, he's a, he's Looks a, frog, like a salamander. he's a frog ninja actually. A frog ninja. Okay. I was pretty close. <laughs> he evolves from a, from a little, little, or he evolves from one of the starters in X and Y of uh, called Froakie. And actually like, um, once you finish the demo, you can unlock a, Oh, this is getting a little, little into like crossing those streams between the anime and the, uh, and the games. But Ash in the, uh, in the, I guess as the X and Y, XYZ series finished, he again lost in, you know, the championship and, but like he ended up bonding with his Greninja. And so like, it's weird. Like the Greninja changed appearance a little bit. Like it gets like this big shuriken on its back and it's like, it's, I don't want to say hat because it's not really wearing a hat, but it's top gets like black and red, kind of like Ash's hat. So it's, I don't know. It's weird, mm-hmm. but you end up with this like super strong Greninja um, that you can add to your party, but it's like level 35 or 36. So you can't even use it until you've cleared the second Island basically, but it is now yeah. a mainstay in my party. That's good to know. I should, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, the demo's maybe 30 or 40 minutes, so it's not going to take a lot of your time. So it'll probably take longer to download the damn thing than actually play it. So that's very interesting though. It's funny that there's still Ash Ketchum floating around out there in the world. Yeah, and there's and they're and it's like weird that they're like crossing the streams on that because when you start up the demo, it gives you or like you get a letter from Ash with the Pokeball with with the Greninja in there. So it's like, okay, that's strange, you know. <laughs> You're like, who have I met him? <laughs> like, I know who he is. <laughs> it's like, oh great, okay, that's that's strange because um I guess later in the game, red and blue, um you know the sort of like protagonist and antagonist from the red and blue games show up together mm-hmm. so that so it's it's this weird like acknowledgement of of the anime and the original series and everything and then there's um i don't know if you've seen um the alola version of oak um of professor oak there is an oak but he's like the cousin to professor oak what and he's like super tan he's got long hair it's really weird <laughs> I'm googling this right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, please do. It's it is a very strange thing. Um, oh my god! Yeah, see what I mean? It, it, it's like if Professor Oak decided to get get a spray tan and grow his hair out and just said, "The hell with the Pokédex. I wanna. I just wanna get some sun, baby." Gosh, I think that needs to be our cover photo for this podcast. Oh, Professor Oak, or uh, I forget what his name is, but like, I literally Samson. like looked it at the. Oak. What was that? Samson Oak. Samson Oak. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I thought it started with an S, but I was like, yeah, maybe I'm mixing up something up there. But it's a little, it's a little weird. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, um, Professor Professor No Shirt. Um, I wonder if he, if, yeah, whatever his name is, it's got to be some kind of tree because every single tr- uh, professor has had some sort of tree reference, you know, in their name. Yeah, you're right. So uh, maybe it's some tree. Japanese tree or something. I don't know, but. Um, so anyway, kind of getting back to Team Skull, like, yeah, they're, they're a little ridiculous and the music that they play for the Team Skull thing is a little, I don't know, I don't want to say grating, but it's a little grating. 
Yeah, it's pretty obnoxious. And they always, I, I I don't know, like, they make such a big deal of it with the, you know, that intro segment or whatever, where it's got the Team Skull logo and then, the, like, it blacks out or whatever the hell that is. Or I don't know if it's, like, supposed to be paint swipes or something coming over it, but mm-hmm. um, then they throw, like, one Pokemon out. You're like, okay, I've got six. Even if, even if the Pokemon that I'm using is weak to what you've got, I've got five others to fall back on. I'm going to win. I know. I feel like it's kind of odd that, like, already up into the like, well into the second island, people are barely starting to have like two or maybe three Pokemon every once in a while to fight you with. Yeah, even the um, even the trials, which are things that have been replacing the or yeah or totem trials, which have been effectively like replacing the gyms. Like, even then, like, there's only one Pokemon most of the time that you have to fight and it just calls for help occasionally. So it's like, okay, so I just got to knock this guy out. And then I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I don't want to say like, it feels like this is like pretty easy compared to most other Pokemon games. Like I was playing red or, I was, or no, I was playing yellow earlier this year. Cause it got released on the 3ds virtual console. And I forgot how hard those games are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, I mean, a lot of those are just grind fests. So it's kind of like, ugh. and this, it's like, I'm like my whole party is about eight levels higher than everybody else I'm fighting right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially having the experience share available so early on in the game. Yeah, yeah, that that thing was is, like yeah. Well, they did that in X and Y too, which I, I, I think made it more accessible to everybody. So it's like, oh, good, I don't have to like sit there and constantly swap out everybody. But. Are you a real trainer if you haven't fought like 15 Zubats just to level up your stupid Pokemon? <laughs> oh god. You know what? At, at this point, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and let them let them have it cuz <laughs> I, I don't know if our suffering through some of the poor design choices of a, of the, you know, game from 20 years ago is uh is a mark of mark of pride at this point. So um one thing with with like kind of the new battle system in this thing, I I don't like the calling for help option. I hate it. Like, I, there are certain segments where it's like, I'm just trying to catch a Pokemon. I just want to catch a Pokemon. And the damn thing just, like, calls for help. And I'm like, great, now i got to take this thing out. And then if it's a type that can heal itself, it's like, okay, it will heal itself enough that I I can't hit it now to weaken it again. So it's like, well, I've got to just keep chucking Pokeballs at this. And then I'm – this is a mechanic you uh, clearly haven't had experience with, but – if there's more than one Pokemon on the screen, or, you know, you have an experience prior to this, but if there's more than one Pokemon on the screen, you can't throw a Pokeball at the damn thing. I, I hate that. It's so upsetting. It's like, okay, I can't possibly aim this stupid Pokeball at one Pokemon on the screen. It's like, there's only two. I mean, in um, in X and Y, they would have Horde battles, which would have five Pokemon to be fighting. And I could That's see terrible. it there because you're trying to throw a ball at one of five different Pokemon, but it's like, you've you, there's, there's two. I mean, seriously, I mean, w- how much of a difference would it make if there's two Pokemon? It's like, okay, there's another one here. I'm going to throw this and oh my God, I just veered off to the right so far. It's like, it, how, <laughs> why would that work? It, it, I don't know. It would be like putting one extra person on a basketball court and suddenly you can't make a single shot at all. It's like, you're just throwing it into the stands every single shot. But. We're very, very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's just my, like my, so far really that's been my, outside of the story. Um, that's been my big complaint with Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's, it's just 
that's a weird little choice. Everything else has been pretty great. So, um, as far as um, I, I want you to talk about the user interface stuff, like what you like about it, because like I said, it's been such a huge change since you know mm-hmm. since the Game Boy versions. I mean, it's it's been a like a steady evolution from the you know X and Y to Oris to this now. But I, I want to see like what you've enjoyed the most about it so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, love how it looks. It looks so great. Um, I wish that there were fewer options on the actual uh, lower screen. Because sometimes, like, I, this is one of my biggest upset, like, uh, my most rage moments so far was I accidentally got into the Pokemon, like, festival tent. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't get out because it made me, like, play in that space for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, (laughs) the first time you go in there. Well, but see, see, that's how you get Wonder, that's how you do Wonder Trades. Is that how I do Wonder Trades? (laughs) Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, that's how you do Wonder Trades, Vanessa. I was just so upset at the time. I was like, I just want to get out of here so fast. I yeah, hate this. I'll admit it's a little weird. Like in um in X and Y, like you literally just there was like a a social thing or whatever, and you would just click on the wonder trade option for it. Like you didn't have to go into like this weird festival thing. Hmm. Yeah. So that's been like I think the the biggest thing is like there's so many options in there, and they make it a little like because there's so many options when you first go onto into your like your your bag screen, I guess. Or that screen that gives you an option to go into your bag. I feel like that's like one t- one step's too many. I really just mostly want to go to my bag. And I wish those other things were a little bit more hidden. So I actually had to like make a, a bigger effort to get there. Okay. Now, but otherwise, if, like that's about, about the biggest thing with, with the interface, at least that I'm not super thrilled about. Okay. Well, how about the battle interface? How do you like that? I do like that. Um, I think it's pretty easy. I like that they're. I like that they also um, instead of making you like remember like oh is a ghost move effective against a water type? They just put it's going to be effective. It's going to be super effective, or it won't be effective at all. I really think that's nice because yeah. ever, everybody doesn't have to be like a poke expert anymore. Or just sit there on your phone with Bulbapedia open, basically. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's been really really nice. Yeah, there's um there, there's been a bit of a a renaissance of sorts with that. It, it just feels so nice to be able to just like. Oh, look at this. I mean, you know, you, once you, and I, I love that, like, all you have to do is fight the Pokemon once and then it just, you don't even have to capture it. You just fight the damn thing and mm-hmm. you, yeah, it, it tells you the moves. And then there, in the previous games, like it was a little harder, like actually to check the moves, like what they did. Um, Cause you know, unless you're an expert, I, I can't remember sometimes if some of these are physical or if they're, you know, mm. or they're the whatever kind of attacks, like the special attacks, basically. And, you know, that that damage variant can can change depending on what type of Pokemon you're up against and everything. So and what and what, you know, the stats of your Pokemon are. So it's nice just to be able to click like L and A mid, you know, mid battle, basically, because before you would have to go to Pokemon, change Pokemon go to the Pokemon and then check summary and then check the moves Mm -hmm. there. So this is like, you know, it's literally just like a two step process instead of like a four or five step process now. And I think in the originals, like it was literally just, you just had to memorize it. So. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, this is much nicer. Yeah. I mean, granted there was a lot less to memorize back then, but still. So, um, have you made it to the Aether foundation thing? No, not yet. No, not yet. Okay, so uh, I'll uh, you know I'll spoil this as much as uh, this is spoiling anything in a plot for a Pokemon game. Um, (laughs) 
my hunch is that this Aether Foundation, they're basically, like, they're supposed to be, like, trying to help Pokemon. Um, they're all, like, every building and um, employee of them is all wearing, like, white. The buildings are all, like, pure white and everything. Um, I've got a feeling that these are the bad guys. <laughs> that these are, like, the oh, big are bad those, in like, the game. Those are the, the scientist people? Yeah. Okay, I've met a few of them in uh, maybe a truck somewhere on the side of the road. <laughs> there is a... Um, uh, I, I think it's actually after you finish the second islands, um, like final trial or whatever, beat the Kahuna, um, you end up in the you end up in like their headquarters, and it's just like kind of looking around. It's like oh, clearly this is this is probably going to end up being the big bad guy here. There's hey, there's a character that pop out. I'll I'll leave that alone. But it's like oh, <laughs> this is clearly going to be the bad guy in the in the end here. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of a theme with a lot of like most of the Pokemon games. It's it's like those who are like trying to harbor Pokemon for evil or like change the course of nature are usually the people who are the bad guys. Yeah. See, and that's, it's not very subtle in this one because you know, you've, you've got these people who are like all about the science and the Alola region is very much like attached to like the natural everything. I mean, you know, you go with the poker writer or the pokey pager or whatever it is, which let me, let me, let me tell you as somebody who had to have a, uh, a, um, a, an HM slave or a couple of them in the last oh, yeah. two generations. It's been very, very nice having those just gone. Now I can just call a Charizard when I want to fly. It's awesome. Yeah, I really like not having to waste a slot in my moves, my moves to be like cut or something stupid. Yeah, cut was probably the one that was the most useless. Like I always thought fly was a halfway decent move, but I mean it wasn't the best, but it certainly was not the worst move that you could put onto a flying type. But yeah, cut was yeah. Just a trash move. Or like or flash. I don't really ever want to use flash. I just want to have a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flash was a joke. Um I mean like stuff like surf that wasn't too bad. Um like rock smash wasn't too bad and strength yeah. wasn't too bad, but uh it, it was just cut and flash. It was like, oh god. And then you know, when you first start playing Pokemon, you always make that mistake of like, you know, if you never played a game before, well, I mean, I guess if you, you know, starting, like, with the original generations, like, you always made the mistake of putting, like, cut on, like, your starter Pokemon, and you're like, oh, great, now no, I've got a Charizard I... with the cut that I can't get You can't get rid, get rid of. of it ever. Yeah. yeah. It's nice also that TMs are able to be reused, and I think, I don't know if that was new in the last games before this either, but I know in my past, TMs have been, like, a one-shot uh, thing you can teach your Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. They, like I said, they've definitely made a bunch of quality of life improvements on this thing, and it's it's made Sun and Moon like very very playable to you know people like me who have you know who got very obsessive with the last two games, I guess, and then you know people like you who kind of lapsed and haven't played for you know maybe ten fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, did, have you done the trial with the Marowak yet? Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> that was pretty silly. I I have to say that is probably like my least favorite trial out of all that I've done, just because, like the first the first picture, it seemed like it was actually like okay, this might actually be a little tough. I got to pay attention. Yeah, and then uh, a hiker appears. Yeah, and then the third picture is just like it's just some other random bullshit they throw in there, and it's like okay, what in the hell is going on here? It's like this isn't even a challenge. It's like here, spot the differences. It's like well, we'll it's like. Yeah, you, you take a picture of, like, the Albuquerque skyline with the Statue of Liberty in the middle of it. It's like, what's wrong with this picture? It's like, oh, God, okay, come on. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
So, um, how do you feel about having gotten rid of the gyms? Um, I, I miss the gyms to be honest. I, I like, I don't mind having these trials where I just fight one Pokemon and the same type of Pokemon over and over again. But like, I really miss having a gym where I get to like actually fight trainers and stuff. I feel like it's, it was just a little more worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think maybe it was, um, because like you would know exactly not what you're not exactly, but at least type wise, you know what you're going up against. So you could kind of build your team around that and then prep your team Mm -hmm. accordingly for that. Yeah, I mean, even even here with the trials, though, you kind of get a good idea anyway because you know whoever the the captain of that trial is, usually someone around the area that you're in will give you a hint. It's like, oh yeah, Captain So and So only uses water Pokemon. You're like, oh good, okay, I'll have, I'll go get Pikachu back. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's that's a good point. So it kind of just sort of, I don't know. It it feels like an arbitrary thing that they got rid of gyms just to do this, and then they basically tell you like, hey, make sure you bring this. Oh, I I completely forgot about that. So. Yeah. And also it makes you wonder, like, in this cohesive universe that they're building, it's like, so are the people in Aloha just, I feel like they wouldn't be as prepared to, like, go be Pokemon masters as people in other regions would be who actually have gyms they fight. I kind of agree with that because they also, like I said, they also, like, and maybe it has something to do with, like, you know, the whatever concession you want to make about the HMs going away for this, but, like, they live in sort of harmony, I guess, with the Pokemon, which is why, like, you know, you mm-hmm. can just page a Pokemon and it'll do whatever you need it to do. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Um, once you actually get off the second island, um, I, again, I'll spoil a little something for you here. Uh, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, okay, I figured you really wouldn't mind about the plot of that I've, you know, that I've seen that you haven't seen being ruined. But um, Professor No Shirt is actually trying to make a Pokemon League there in Alola. Oh. Good for him. So you kind of get this feeling that you're going to end up being the first champion. I bet we will be. (laughs) See, I I think it would be interesting, like, actually, like, not be the champion, have, like, just Hal come and just, like, wreck you at the very end there. Like, just have it so there's, like, no possible way of him beating you, so. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome, though. Or it'd be fun, I don't know, I think it'd be fun maybe in a future game where, um, and this would be, like, definitely more of, like, a Pokemon Go, like, social effort. Mm Mm-hmm. Like where you could actually like legitimately be a champion and be like, oh, I have to fight people because I'm like one of the elite four or something. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Kat Bailey. She used to write for One Up and now, well, you know, One Up's dead, but um, she writes for US Gamer. She has had this idea for a Pokemon game that she's been banting about for like six years, I'd say at the very least, of you play as a gym leader, basically. You're never, you're, you basically never expand beyond that, but it, 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 I guess uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how she put it, but like you're the gym leader and you're more concerned with the community that you're in basically, because you know, the gym leader, everyone there looks up to as the leader of that town. So you're, you're sort of more concerned with taking care of that town and everything. And I thought like that actually might be kind of an interesting concept, like a side story thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be. So uh, or like maybe something that'd be a little more like, um, it'd bring in some of that, like maybe animal crossing element for you. Like, are kind of just living rather than like adventuring, but it's still very meaningful. You know, that's actually, that would be kind of interesting to have like a Pokemon, like animal crossing, like kind of fusion type thing. Like just take some of the elements of animal crossing, man, it could be a million dollar idea there. I know. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't matter. They won't make it anyway. I mean, come on. No, they won't. (laughs) You know, 
they haven't made a sequel to Snap. I mean, you would figure, like, the Wii U would be, like, the perfect system to make a sequel. Although, this Nintendo Switch might be a great one, too. But, eh, we'll see. I mean, they had a good opportunity with the Wii U, but then they never took advantage mm-hmm. of it. So, I guess we'll see. But, anyway. Um, yeah. So, I, I think kind of the last thing I really wanted to bring up was uh, was Gladion as your rival. Gladion. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, he's basically this, like, kind of emo bond kid i mean he's sort of the uh i don't know i guess he's like the the human form of the second or i guess he's the human version of the second form of uh of rowlet he's the human dartrix so he does have that hair <laughs> that kind of wispy covering one eye thing and he does seem kind of kind of emo and like a little a little sad <laughs> yeah um he has a pokemon called type null and we were talking about this like before we started but like when we first thought it, I was like, what? The, or thought it, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, no. I, like, I mean, you even mentioned, like, did, did the game glitch or something on me? Yeah, well, now that, you know, I feel like it's probably not a glitch. I feel like it might be like a... It, I mean, it looks like it's a bunch of Pokemon all, like, mashed together, right? It kind of looks like it's made out of pieces of other Pokemon, Ooh, so... That's kind of disturbing. I know, isn't it? So, you know, maybe he's got a tie to, like, I I don't know that he's actually a bad guy, but maybe he's been in some strange bad stuff. And so, who knows, maybe he's connected a little bit to that um, evil lab place where we were, we were talking about. Oh, the Aether Foundation. Yeah, the, the Aether Foundation. Yeah. That's possible. Um, part of me, too, wonders, like, this Titan all thing, um, you know, I mentioned it off the air, too, but um, if it's a like a nod to missing no from the original game. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean, just naming convention wise, it seems like it might be, but I don't know. I mean, could just be like a little nod. Um, Oh, and one, one last little nod here um, that'll bring up here. And I think we can probably wrap, wrap it up here. Um, I don't know where it was, but did you, did you come across this guy who wants to build a park of fossil or, di- or of a Pokemon that were based on the fossils. Yeah, I did. See, I did find him. I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to be Jurassic Park yeah, all over again." Exactly. <laughs> he wants to build a Pokemon Jurassic Park. I was like, "I'm on board with that." Um, there is one that's actually kind of like a T Rex from the or from X and Y called Tyrant, and I was like, just thinking like you could you could totally make a like a Jurassic Park with Pokemon movie and just have Tyrant as the uh, or it eventually evolves into like a Tyrantium. I think yeah, because it's basically like a yeah, combination of 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 the tyrant's name and a tyrant. So it's like, it's oh, funny. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, and tantrum basically. So it's like okay, that's kind of cool. But anyway, like have that as like the the T Rex of the movie. So I was like, oh, that'd be kind of actually kind of cool. I don't know. Um, that sort of opens it up to maybe have a DLC in the game would be kind of cool. Like I don't know with the potential. I don't know if you heard the rumor of uh, Pokemon Stars. Mm-mm. Um, there's a rumor going around that there is another version of this that's going to come out, but it's going to be on the switch. Oh, interesting. See, I thought I was like, Ooh, that would, I mean, I can't say double dip cause I technically already double dip cause I bought sun and moon. Um, but this would probably get me to triple dip right away. Cause it's just like, if you look at how pretty the game is, I mean, like that is one thing I'll say about sun and moon. It does look very good, 
And I would think, like, you know, you could probably upscale this thing a little bit to, you know, like HD assets and or higher resolution assets anyway. And it would probably look pretty good on the on the Switch. So I would, I would buy that. I think it'd be kind of fun to see that. So, I mean, so maybe like having something like that and throwing like that Jurassic Park nod and have it come to fruition in stars or whatever. So I think that'd be kind of cool. So um, anyway, I uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm kind of out of thoughts on what I've played so far, Pokemon Sun and Moon. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, how about yourself, Vanessa? Oh, yeah, I've definitely liked it. I played it. Uh, I, I was on vacation in Mexico, and I was a little bit sick. But uh, <laughs> so I, I spent, like, many, many hours of my life playing Pokemon, and it was great. And I was not sad at all about it. Right, a quick question. Do you know what your Pokemon Dex is up to right now? Um, I think it's only, like, 41, maybe. 41, okay, because I think I'm at, like, 105. Myself. Of course you are. Yeah, obsessive compulsive. <laughs> so I'm telling you, get into the wonder trade because you will get random Pokemon that are just awesome. And then apparently that like Pokepelago is like really good for that too. Um, I was listening to like the Game Informer show and uh, one of the guys on there was talking about that. Like that's how he's getting like random, like really great Pokemon and the QR code scan thing too. Like you get like rare Pokemon that way too. Like Pokemon that aren't even in the Alolan decks. I've gotten like Horsey is it in the Alolan decks and Hone Edge, which is like this ghost sword that was introduced in X and Y. Like, I got that on a Wonder Trade. So uh, so there's a lot of extra stuff that, like, I haven't even touched. Like, I haven't touched the QR stuff. I haven't touched the Pokepelago yet. So it's like, there's a lot of stuff to do in this thing, and I haven't even... I'm, I'm just kind of mainlining the game right at this point, so... Yeah, I will, I will check out some of these things, because I've kind of been avoiding them so far, because I'm like, you know, kind of just like, I don't want to talk to anybody else, I just want to catch my Pokemon and go through the game, but this seems like a valuable piece of piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I heard that last night, I was like, ooh, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> so yeah. so I, think, uh, I think actually when we wrap this up and I'm going to get this podcast up, I think I'm going to go uh, scan some QR codes, because you can apparently like randomly <laughs> scan QR, just like scan like just whatever QR codes you find online and it doesn't matter. Um, and there's also a legendary Pokemon apparently that you can get once you've beaten the game and you can scan its QR code from a site and it'll, it'll give you that Pokemon as like a mystery gift. So, oh, and don't forget That's to do your nice. mystery gift. I know I need to do that. Cause you'll get a, you get a Munchlax with a Snorazium stone or whatever. Oh, real quick, that's that's something. Uh, Z moves. What are your thoughts? Because you you didn't get to see the Mega Evolution thing. So what do you what do you think about the Z moves? Uh, I mean, I'm not like overwhelmed by like oh my god Z moves. I like think they're okay. I guess I I'm, so I guess I'm kind of mixed on them. Like even like usually if my Pokemon's strong enough against someone anyway, I don't really need the Z move. But I guess it's kind of cool to have. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's. What about you? What, what do you think? Um. Mega Evolutions, I'll just explain that real quick to you, is basically, like, they, they added sort of, like, another temporary, like, evolution to some of the Pokemon. Like, Charizard had two different stones he could carry, and one of them, um, like, made Charizard a Dragon-type, finally. So it wasn't just a Fire and Flying, it was Fire and Dragon-type, which I thought was kind of mm -hmm. nice. But, um, yeah. like, it, it, it changed some of, like, the hidden ability stuff for some of the Pokemon, so it would actually, like... Change, you'd have to adjust your strategy based on the mega evolution thing like their moves would be a little bit more powerful i think but not much but um some of their hidden abilities would change when they mega evolved and you'd have to adjust your strategy because you know you can kind of depend on some of them or you know depend on some of those hidden abilities to stand up against other 
you know, other hidden abilities or other like move types. And when it changes like that, you're like, okay, well, I don't know. But so far, I kind of like the Z moves. I, I don't like the whole like, uh, I, you know, Power Ranger move that you have to do every single time to activate <laughs> the Z move. But it's like, let me see that once maybe and I'll call it good. But um, I, I found it kind of useful for like, if I'm, if I really don't feel like switching out a Pokemon and I just, I have some, and I just have three moves that are very effective or whatever, or just effective and not very, or super effective. So I'll just use the Z move and kind of just make sure I take out that Pokemon that I'm fighting. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's been, I've been kind of, I like them better than Mega Evolutions, but I'm still kind of like, eh, these are okay. So. Yeah, this is like, oh, Hey, uh, you got pretty muffled there. Oh yeah, sorry. I was uh, leaning on my arm, and I've got one of those headphone things, like a little air, but air headphone <laughs> things on. Nah, but like, yeah, go. it's it's okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I think that's I think that's just about everything here on Pokemon Sun and Moon for now. So what do you say? Maybe like yeah, three weeks. Maybe we we can reconvene, see where you're at, and see if like our because I, I think in three weeks I probably should have the mainline story finished by then and maybe i'm hopefully have gotten delved pretty deep into the post game um after talking with john last night about final fantasy 15 actually kind of want to play that now too so i might try to hurry myself through sun and moon too but anyway (laughs) okay that sounds good yeah i've gotten to the third island by then probably (laughs) (laughs) try to get to at least the fourth island in three weeks come on i can i can handle that (laughs) yeah so yeah so yeah i that kind of wraps up the Sun and Moon Game Club there. Thanks for listening to the Games and Junk Game Club. Uh, you can check us out online and pretty much everywhere at Games and Junk. Vanessa, did you know there is another podcast called the uh, Game or Games Junk Podcast? Games Junk Podcast. What do they talk about? Games um, and Junk? <laughs> just games. Yeah. Kind of, kind, of, kind of stole our shtick there. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's, Yeah. You know, I've been noticing like other sites have been using like the junk thing at the at, at when they're describing stuff. I'm like, did did we come up with something? And now, yeah, because Retronauts used to <laughs> remember I showed you that thing on Retronauts site. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. old games and junk. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Excuse me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I knew I that we were so trendy. <laughs> it's like I should have trademarked this name apparently. <laughs> so i know yeah but anyway um yeah you can follow us online everywhere at games and junk uh, my twitter handle is jason Ariola and vanessa you are vicarious rock yeah. you can find me <laughs> you don't tweet very much so you, you should yeah i'm mostly a retweeter i should tweet up more often though yeah so you should yeah especially while you're playing pokemon like if, if you find something just take a quick picture of it and throw it up there like i've been i actually found like a little pikachu thing i'm gonna make an article about tomorrow so i thought it was kind of cute so but anyway, I will do that. Yeah. See, yeah. Take pictures. I mean, yeah. I mean, screenshot Pokemon as much as you can, especially like some of the weird translation stuff I've ran into. So, or localization stuff. It's been, there's been some odd things that they said. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the Games and Junk Game Club podcast, and we will talk to you guys next time.